as individuals, we did our part, but also as, as a library, we said, okay, we have to do something to help out. Hello, my name's Craig. Welcome to Interlibrary, the podcast that celebrates the good work being done by libraries around the world. Each episode is about a library in a different country. The last two episodes interviewed librarians and community organizers in Guatemala and the Kingdom of Bhutan, and episode three is all about one library in Greece. I talked to three people from the Athens Comic Library, an NGO with a comics collection and a ton of exceptional, innovative programming with locals, migrants, and the large number of refugees that have made Greece their temporary or permanent home over the past 10 years. I was so excited to talk about this because I'm a librarian, I love libraries, and I love comics. I go every week to my comic book store. So the idea of a comic library was honestly heaven. I spoke first to Lee Dutseni, the founder and a longtime organizer in the Athens comic scene. Athens Comics Library was founded back in 2015, and it was like a, a dream for, for my team because we have been active um, in the field of comics and storytelling since 2004 uh, with various activities. And our biggest um, and more extrovert, let's say, uh, activity is Comic-Dom Con Athens, which is a big festival in Athens running for 16 years. So, and it attracts almost 20,000 visitors. So we always wanted to, to create also a physical space where we can, you know, invite this community to, to come together, exchange ideas, uh, be, more, uh, be more creative. And of course there was a, a bit of positive jealousy of other comics libraries around, uh, around Europe. This is Vasileya Vaksevani, who was there from the beginning. To Lida. So I've been with this organization before. With Lida, is, uh, with Lida we've worked uh, a lot together and we are friends. Uh, so I was there when the idea of uh, the Athens Comics Library was conceived uh, from the beginning, since day one. I set up the, <laughs> the libraries with my own bare hands. So they had passion and an idea, but they had no space, no furniture and no books. But Lida was scrappy and creative. We started. We started the library with zero funding, um, and it was it was a bit of challenge. So we tried to be, you know, creative. Um, we we had some private sponsorships uh, from uh, from companies that we have worked uh, in the past uh, in order to buy the collection. Uh, we made a, a very nice agreement with uh, with them uh, with the the place. Uh, that the library is hosted in Bakhab Athens. Uh, they offered us the space for free and we offered some creative uh, workshops for their community. And then uh, we designed and offered to, um, to IKEA uh, a series of comics workshops for their customers. And in return, they uh, offered us the furniture for, for the library. Uh, so we did like a, a marathon of fundraising with different uh, <laughs> with different ways. For us also, it was a big, you know, it was a big lesson. We learned a lot uh, on how, you know, to negotiate, on how you can, you know, uh, build also products and services out of what you are doing uh, if you want to be sustainable. And with these sponsorships, they built their collection of comics going for genre, variety, age appeal, and also what they could get hold of. So we have uh, 
uh, mainstream American comics, we have manga, we have European comics, and we have a selection, of course, of Greek uh, comics, and a smaller selection for, uh, for kids and, um, and uh, teachers and educators. So people purchase memberships by the day, week, month or year and the library now settling back into the new normal after the COVID pandemic focused on an ambitious and extraordinary schedule of educational programming. They wanted to do this for all ages, pre-K to adult. Here's Vasilea. I don't know if you're familiar with Auli by Andy Randon. It's a beautiful comic. It's so sweet, so perfect. Uh, that's the one, the one program we use with preschool and it's so popular. So they're a comics library. They use wordless kids' comics to teach the specific form of comics, like panels, images, narrative flow. Older kids read, and then they dig into ethical questions using a classic time-traveling X-Men comic. We use Days of Future Past. We talk about the morality of killing one person to save millions, and we have heard a lot of... uh, We have opened a lot of philosophical uh, conversations with them, which proves to us to them and to their teachers, most of all, that comics, superhero comics that are considered subculture are not. They can, they can be a form of art and can be open-minded. And we also use bone a lot mm. because it's just perfect. It really is. The very definition of an all-ages comic. You can't go wrong with Jeff Smith's bone. Okay, so the library was up and running, programming for all ages. And Lida brought in her friend Dina, who specialised in building NGO capacity and working in community arts. And Dina has a mission. Basically making sure that uh, Greek museums become more open and diverse and get closer to their community and be more current and relevant to what's happening around them. So uh, community engagement is what I do. And then I work for the Athens municipality on a refugee engagement project. Uh, so I knew Lida for a long time before, and uh, she really wanted to diversify the library a lot because it is a comics library, but um, they do a great program of events connecting communities. And it's something I think she really wanted to work a bit more on. And uh, she invited me in, and um, here we are today. Two years, almost now two years, yeah. According to the World Bank, the number of refugees granted asylum in Greece in 2014 was almost 200% up from the previous year. In 2021, Greece granted asylum to almost 120,000 refugees. Lida and the Athens Comic Library wanted to do something about it. We've done it from day one, when the uh, refugee crisis hit Greece. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't sit back and... Well, as individuals, we did our part, but also as, as a library, we said, okay, we have to do something to help out as best as we can. So instantly we created programs that could, because we have seen how children were living in the camps. They had no access to education. Uh, they had no access to, to access to any fun at all. So we created programs so we could adjust to this environment. And it was a very bizarre experience uh, as a facilitator, but also meaningful. And uh, because we could see that it was, I I don't know if you've seen any pictures from camps uh, in Greece. It's just the most awful place you can imagine for a person to live, let alone children. 
and you cannot make it colorful, <laughs> not at all. You can make them travel. You can make them travel. That's what we did with comics. They are mostly Afghanistan, uh, Iran, Syria, Palestine. Um, and now we have uh, people from Ukraine coming, uh, coming over. Almost all that I have uh, met didn't even have any idea. Most of them have been on the run and it was, and, and all of them are in a very hyper state. They feel they are not, they are, they feel threatened all the time. So uh, they cannot be, they cannot sit down, be calm, create, or even read. We also try, you know, to, to have a mixed population uh, approach. So in many of our programs, we have, you know, open community days where we invite also so the local community people from the neighborhood to come and join uh, the program so we can all build together you know, a common story. And the other thing was about the language. We were always very you know, anxious about you know, language barriers and how they will get along if they don't speak the same, uh, the same language. And what worked very well, again, uh, very organically, was the peer-to-peer -peer translation. So, uh, someone speak, speaks a little bit of Greek, someone speaks a little bit of, you know, English, someone Arabic, etc., etc. So they translate uh, from uh, for one another, and they also put their their native language on the paper. So they have created comics that in the balloons you can see uh, three or four different different languages. I just love this scene. There are, these are kids from all over, kids fleeing violence, finding a safe space, creating their own stories. They're translating one language into another and into another, all made possible by their imagination and this library. But let's bring Dina back. Remember, she was all about connecting the library with community, making it more relevant. So they took the work they'd been doing and they did it on a national scale. So we ran last year Refugee Week Greece through Athens Comics Library. So it's a global movement and event that's been happening in the UK for over three decades now. Um, it's run by Counterpoint Arts, a great organization in the UK, um, supporting a refugee, migrant and asylum seeker artists and creatives. So we really wanted to bring this event to Greece because it's very much connected with the libraries of sanctuary, actually cities of sanctuary in England and uh, libraries of sanctuary which again is something I really love as an idea of considering libraries as kind of this like safe space where whoever walks in through the doors are equal, um, they get uh, the best possible service, they can connect. And they want to buy in from the city of Athens as well as community involvement. And uh, we got in touch with the municipality in Athens and they loved the idea. Um, so they kind of gave them gave us their blessing and endorsement to go ahead with that. And as we were going along, we really wanted to have a very transparent and co-creation kind of process for this event. So every month we did the community meetings and anyone from the community could come along. Uh, it was a bit of COVID time, so we did most of them online. In a way, it was good because a lot of people from rural Greece could connect as well or individuals from their on their phone. So all ideas were welcome. So as we went along, we had big organizations such as uh, the UNHCR Greece getting involved and supporting endorsing the event. 
We had UNICEF Greece as well supporting the event. All these organizations, libraries, cities all across the country brought together for one week of celebrating people, not just because they're displaced, but because of who they are, of what they brought to their new home. We got all this support from other cities or countries, which was fascinating. But the best thing that happened with that was that uh, smaller libraries across Greece and local municipalities outside Athens, uh, up north in Ioannina and um, uh, Drama, Alexandrupoli, Crete Island, Lesbos Island, of course. So a lot of organizations start really taking an interest to this um, festival. And from uh, thinking that we're going to do like a few pop-up events in Athens, it ended up being like a, a week-long festival with uh, activities all across Greece. We had about 100 different events and um, around 90 organizations involved. And it was a coalition 100% of um, people who really love the idea of uh, using arts to change the narrative around refugee communities. And instead of having the same kind of narrative around um, the sad stories or the bad refugee stories, we actually was an opportunity to celebrate all this diversity and um, arts and culture and creativity that these people bring into our country. So the events were like all different sizes, from big uh, music events, just a small arts and crafts activity in a local library. And I think that's what made it really impactful. So people kind of knew their community and it was an opportunity to get together. Remember, Athens Comic Library had experience with migrant and refugee programs before Refugee Week, programs that were baked into the library's programming from the beginning. We were very hesitant about it and very anxious. But then something happened and it really changed uh, our you know, perspective. So we had, we had this workshop and uh, we paired a refugee child with a local one. And uh, we asked them to create uh, a short comic story. So there was a pair who was discussing about how they will build their character. And they decided that the character will be uh, a young woman, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And the boy from Iran started drawing this woman and it, he drew it with very Western characteristics. And, the, and the, the local kid was very surprised and they start discussing you know, about the image we have about each other. And that became that came so organically and unfiltered. So we didn't, you know, uh, provoke this this conversation. And this moment, at this moment, we saw a million of stereotypes breaking uh, down in front of our eyes. So that was very, you know, eye opening on how when you put two kids together and you give them, you know. Uh, pen and and uh, paper and you know, and a motivation to share their story. They will do it, and they will do it in a way that it will surprise us all. Also, uh, as as we progressed, we also work with uh, their social workers, and when we uh, had them create their own stories, we had the social worker uh, analyze that story. It was a, a very good tool for them to see what is going on because when you ask straight questions to traumatize people they will not give you a straight answer because they want to bury it mm. as deep as they can but when you ask them to tell a story about a superhero or about you know uh, a little 
cow or, or some animal, they do not, they do it in without realizing that they are uh, exposing part of their experience. And that, that has been a good way to cooperate with their psychotherapists in camps and social workers so they could see what's going on with the, these kids. There are national and international programs providing refugees with food, shelter, guidance for the next steps. And then there are organizations like the Athens Comic Library that provide not just the bread, but the roses too. Um, uh, these kids, yeah, as yeah, Vasileya said, are in trauma mode fruits. and reaching them There's can be a challenge. Fruits. I don't know what's going on there. It's okay. <laughs> they were really trying to go for funny and surreal and avoid. But then uh, after we started working and we went deeper into how to tell a story and character creation and uh, what is art. And then we started making this kind of uh, questions. What is art? What is to make art? What is an artist? Uh, then they started to get more serious. They felt more comfortable in their environment. They felt more comfortable and safe in their group. So we saw more serious um, stories coming in. We had autobiographical stories coming in. And this always comes back to stories, which I just love reading comics, making comics, talking about comics, seeing what happens, being patient. But what stories do these kids on the run for their lives in these camps actually tell? A lot of time had uh, to pass. We had uh, uh, kids told us how his he was a boy. So his father died in front of his eyes and that's why they had to flee the, the country. So it's all of the experience that they have met, how they, uh, one of them had, they had their fr the friend of them died during the coming in. Most of these teenagers live alone. They're un an unaccompanied uh, minors. They don't have their families here. Their families are either moved on or they are back there. So they, they talk to us about this feeling of not belonging, of not, this idea of not being an adult yet, but being alone but being still a kid and not wanting to be alone and this, but that happened a lot uh, later. And even sometimes they threw a lot of superhero, but it also, they revealed uh, their fears and their dreams. For instance, I, there was a, a girl that created a superhero that flied because she wanted to be able to go over the borders and fly and go wherever she wanted. And it was autobiographical with the, uh, the, 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 the addition of her flying. Uh, so she wanted to go to Germany to her family. Okay, so back to Dina and Refugee Week. It's for once you hear people celebrating refugees and not kind of taking even, a, I don't know, sometimes advantage of kind of the sad story uh, because these people, so we actually love this festival because we kind of had the opportunity to celebrate the identity of these people and not the specific situation at the specific time of their lives. The Athens Comic Library trying to build a hope to make small differences focused on people, not their temporary situation. They focused also not on horrors, but on healing. So for the purposes of Refugee Week, we did a workshop uh, during the festival and we invited people to come in. It was like a pop-up comic club and people could come in and tell their stories and talk about healing and what healing is for them, whether they had the displacement experience or not. So we had a story of a really lovely young man who, um, who has moved over to Greece from his country. Um, and for him, for example, football was a way of healing because it's something that really connects him with the family and he loves very much and he'd really like to grow up and uh, become a big football player. 
anything that has um, kind of brought us together to our communities. But it's going to be an online comic book with um, a few stories of healing, basically. They're not stories of migration. They're stories of healing, whatever that means to us. And they were also hopeful stories. They they ended up with a even if they were heavy, they ended up with with a notion that's going to be okay. That the idea that's going to be okay, uh, that there's there's kindness somewhere to be found in this in this world. So it's it also gave us uh, the idea of okay, if you're feeling this way, that you are in this situation, then everybody should feel this way. Uh, slowly, if you're open and you're true to what you're doing, uh, they can be, they, they open and they are very trustful and big. So from having no comics, no place, no shelves, to organizing a week of workshops and programs all across Greece, the Athens Comic Library demonstrates how to start a scrappy organization, how to build connections and capacity and have tremendous impact on the social and cultural life of a community and a country. I'll leave the last word on the library's future to its founder, leader. So now, we try you know, to have a more holistic, let's say, approach on how we can bring positive change to what is happening around us. And after COVID, you know, uh, all the all the all the traumas have been, you know, very very uh, high on the list of of everyone. And we are super super positive that stories can help us, you know, navigate through this complex mental health uh, environment that we are living in so we we try now you know we, we will focus more on this uh, on this path well, that's it for episode three many thanks to lead at seni dina and siora and vasileya vaxavani of the athens comic library their website is athenscomiclibrary.gr they do such wonderful work the music this episode is depth by ketza next episode a library in bucharest romania you can subscribe in the usual places and do leave a review. It does help the show reach new listeners. Please do get in touch if you know a library that does good work at interlibrarypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>